You're listening ad-free on Amazon Music. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right. We're back. Felt like an eternity. Yes. But we're all back. Yeah. And what a week we've got going here. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandale pushing all the right buttons. Jen Rolnick and yours truly, Sammy McKee. In what will be, I don't know if it's eventful, but we know we've got talking points. Well, yeah, we do, mm. right? Well, a ton. You know what's, uh, you know what's great? Tell me. Vacation, not working. <laughs> Holy. We have an easy job, but know what's easier? Not working. What a vacation. Those three days. You played a little golf, didn't yes. you, Sammy? I did. Pleasant. Don't mention golf. YouTube gets Couldn't mad. come from, what do they call Sammy? Gen, Gen Z? I don't know. Yeah. L? I have no idea. No, I'm is. definitely not Gen Z, but thank what you for you? thinking that. Gen. I'm a millennial. You're. Oh, you are? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's where the trouble started, I think. <laughs> vacation first, <laughs> and then work. <laughs> hey, Sammy? Yeah, you yeah, You fell yeah. right into that one, my friend. You did, too. You I'm going to make you work your butt off in the next hour. How's oh, that? Oh, yeah, I'm... Just grinding. We have got a ton to get into. We're going to start with the Toronto Maple Leafs and Michael Nylander. Mm -hmm. We got a a clip out of Frank Saravelli who went on the morning show today. Willie Nylander. What did I say? You said Michael. I said Michael? You did. See, that's what happens when you take so much time off. Rusty. You go go to uh, his dad, who was a teammate of mine. Yeah. Well, listen, it's a default position for you. I'm sure you've said that a zillion times. If he leaves, if he's traded, will you... Call him back, Michael again. If, can will Michael that, play for minimum? If, if if he if he gets moved, and he strictly is about highest paid wins. Yeah, that is an all Michael Nylander move. <laughs> you know, tough to be mad at that sometimes. Yeah, I almost have a little bit of respect for the guys. You're like, I just got paid, man. Got all the money I could. Also on top, Pierre Luc Dubois and L. A. The curveball here because I included said it it was just destined for the Montreal Canadiens, but things change, as they say, and I'm going to tell you why uh, as we progress to that storyline. Eric Carlson's making some news, wanting a trade to a contender. Jordan Stahl signs a four-year deal with Carolina. Sean Dersey, Sammy's boy, mm-hmm. on the move. Yeah. Do you have a Jersey jersey? No, I don't have that. You have a Jersey jersey? I would love that. <laughs> I would see Jersey jersey. Five times fast, right I now. Can't. I would own one if someone gave one to me. Tough bounce, eh, for the kid? Yeah. Go play in mullet and lose. Yeah. That one's just a Debbie Downer. Well, that's a weird one too, though, because you think was it a second round pick? That's it. Is that what they traded him for? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like a really easy. Was is he trade. due to get paid a bunch yeah, this I summer? Think so. Maybe he's. Yeah, but I just I thought that was a weird one for uh, yeah. L.A. Maybe to look to get some money for Mr. Dubois. Elliot Friedman mm-hmm. reporting that uh, Aiden Hill is close to an extension in Vegas that should get done at $4.9 million. Curious that it's apparently two years. Like Aiden Hill doesn't want to lock up some security? Really want to bet on himself? No, I think it's the other way around. He would love to lock in more years at four point nine. It's Vegas that won't go past two years. Really? Yes. And he's still down for that. I guess ten million bucks and a chance to yep. re up in a higher cap situation. Not so bad. All right. Um, who's joining us out of uh, Arif Dean out Arif of Colorado Dean. Too, for an actual completed trade, which maybe in twenty fourteen would have been a little bit more exciting, but still pretty crazy to see them taking a chance on Ryan O'Hanson. So a couple minutes on that. Yeah, and Ryan Johansson, of course, acquired by the Colorado Avalanche. Uh there's there's a guy that uh 
came out of the blue to end up there. Yeah. $8 million left on two years. Colorado gets it for half. So we'll talk to uh, uh, Mr. Dean about that. And then um, NHL awards tonight. Yeah. Does anybody care? No. Nope. nope. Yeah. I mean, course, I, voted, on I voted them. I should say, I vote in them, and I do think they're retroactively interesting, but watching them is not typically a scintillating. It's a very important must-watch event on sports. Uh, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. We'll watch the whole thing. You know, we're what, gonna gonna tomorrow. You know what strikes Days me don't play tonight, is so. that when, when you're in the heat of the playoffs, and correct me if I'm wrong, but did the announcements come out somewhere in the first round? Yes. Yeah. I think... I think it kind of gets lost in the first round. And I, I use Mitch Marner as an example here. Mm-hmm. Selkie finalist. Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. For sure. He n- I- Nobody said anything. No one talked about it. No one gave him any credit. Can I be honest? He just lost. Completely forgot that that happened. Lost. Well, and you know what it is, Kip, for me? It's not that it, when it comes out. It's that they do it in dribs and drabs. They're like, and this Monday, we'll announce the Norris finalists, and they'll announce it. And then it's next Tuesday, we announce the Selkie finalists. And so you inevitably miss some of it, right? There's no big unveiling of the finalists at once. I think that might be the, the way to kind of get the word out better. Okay. That's Kick it off with Willie, we Willie Nylander mm-hmm. and Frank Saravelli on the morning show. Uh, I think he's been pretty aggressively pursuing a new deal for William Nylander in the last number of days. Okay. Um, I, I'd hesitate to even speculate in terms of progress or what that might look like. But I do think the full court press has been on to try and get an answer. Okay. Full court press is on to get an answer. Trying to sign Willie Kipper. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen without Willie and his agent, Louis Gross, at least having a good indication on number 34. I really believe 34 will dictate... Where it goes with Willie Nylander. In terms of Willie's going to want him here before he re-signs here? Uh, no. Uh, more importantly, what's uh, that guy's number? Oh. Right? And I'll take you back to when Kyle had those famous words of, we can and we will sign everybody. They could and they did. Yes, they did. And they did. And they got buried. Oh, yeah. It did not work. <laughs> so, at the time, the market had said that maybe the Leafs had paid, overpaid a little bit at 6.9. Do you remember the... Oh, was, yeah. was there a swing back then? Was it 50-50? Was it 60-40, 70-30 that the Leafs overpaid Willie Nylander at 6.9? Do you remember that far I, back yeah, then? I liked it day one, I, but I know there were people who I mean, didn't. From a Leaf fan perspective, when it was signed, I think a lot of people thought it was a pretty big overpay. Yeah. I do remember. The, I, 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 I agree with that. I remember the conversation being around it, being like, that maybe is a little bit too rich for the blood. So, like, he hadn't had one of his breakout Willie years when they had signed that contract. He was a good, promising young player. Yeah. But he wasn't Willie Nylander of today when he signed the deal, obviously. So, yeah, I think there was some conversation about him being overpaid. Was that a, f- a five or six year deal? I can't even remember. It was six. Five. It was six. Was it six? Yeah, I'll check right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you think, JB, in the course of six years, it went from maybe a little overpaying to, oh, man, this is a steal right now? Yeah, I'm not sure when that happened, but I would say 
with the cap staying flat and his numbers continuing to go up and up and up, I think, yeah, I mean, you look at this last year, 40 goals. I think over the past few seasons, he's a top 20 scorer in the league. You know, he's putting up numbers like an elite, elite player. So he signed a six year, $45 million contract on December 1st, 2018, fellas, which is crazy that this is, that was and, and that long ago. The, the point I want to make too is, he went first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yes, there was that sense of urgency that he sat out. And if I'm not mistaken, the deal went probably up until maybe a day or two on the cutoff date. 11th hour, man. 11th hour, December 1st. Yeah. yeah, I remember right? on, on the station when we had updates that you had like a sounder being like, the next hour on the mm-hmm. Willie Neal. Oh, like yeah. it, was it was like down we, to the like wire. They almost didn't get yeah. it done because like a jammed fax or something. It was within like minutes. Yeah. So he gets done at the 11th hour and he comes up with a number of 6.9 and people are like now wondering where everyone is going to be situated after that. Mm-hmm. And that the ones that were screaming that that's too high were the ones that would kind of try to do the math on Matthews and Marner. Mm-hmm. I think the feeling back then when they signed 6.9, mm-hmm. the, the thought was that those guys weren't going to blow it out of the water, that there would be a situation where perhaps Mitch Marner could sign for seven, the, seven and a half. Even the rant in the number of nine, nine right. and a half. Yeah. When Austin went 11-6 and Marner went 10-9, mm-hmm. that one pissed the Nylander camp beyond belief mm. because of the gap. Really? Yeah. I guess it's hard, not hard to and that's, understand. That's my my point is that may be coming into play here. Like I'm not giving you eight and a half to watch you guys blow your brains out on 34. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking the hit so you can get to 13 and a half or 14 for 34. You know what though, Kip? Then then go, go away. Then listen. It, it may it may be that may it yeah. may be true. And that's hey. Is is that not go- what's going on really in Calgary right now? You've got all these veteran players. Yeah. And, you know, not to t- turn tables on our conversation here, but that's what's that w- that's realistic here. Right. That Willie may go, listen, if you're if if you're gonna make me eat a, a contract so you can just play pay thirty four more, I may not go down but that this path. This mentality is is what has killed this team. Is this well, he's making this, so I want that, and he's got this, and like, it, you know, watch your own bobber. Just like, is this enough for what you do for your job? That makes you happy. Then, in, and I know. In theory, I'm with you. I, listen, it's not impossible to live your life that way. It doesn't have to be looking at the other guy's plate and saying, "Give yeah. me a bit of his pie." He's got too much. Yeah. But you know, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Colorado's uh, Gabriel Landeskog was. They were questioning, oh, how much is enough for you on your last contract? And guess what? He had a career-ending injury. Mm-hmm. Hey? And you think he's happy that he signed as much as he could for the length that he could? Mm-hmm. That's always the risk for these guys. Of course. And everyone, I understand the idea that everyone should try to get as much as they can. It only applies to me where you don't have to get as much as you can when you're already paid 
and you're the guys making the most in a really tight salary cap market. You know, it's different to me when we talk about Matthews and Marner and I guess Nylander and, you know, Tavares, whatever. It's different to me talking about those guys. And the middle class guy, go get yours. Go play for a bottom feeding team like Mikheyev. Go to Vancouver and make five schmill a year. Great. But I do think that there's pressure on Matthews, fair pressure to take less money to help the team and say, we're not this time. We're not about yeah. squeezing every yeah. penny out of the team. I, uh, I've always had this theory where I would, uh, I would put three superstars in a room mm-hmm. and say, we've got $24 million or we've got $30 million. How do you guys think it's You guys go? decide and you let me know. I mean, I love that well, idea. That's, I mean, that's, that's borderline Babs in the list here. We've got to be careful with that kind of thing in Toronto. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it, it's true, though. You're you like, think, oh, yeah, I'd like to see them get along then, eh? 10, 10, 10. Done. What's yeah. that? For, the 30. There's pain coming. That's easy. 10, you 10, know, 10. Uh, no way. They had an opportunity to do that. And Lou Lamarillo, once upon a time, gave Matthews Camp and Marner's Camp the thought that we're going to treat you like Chicago treated Taves and Kane. Mm-hmm. And they were both at 10 and a, 10.5, and they were equal, same agent. Nobody's whining and complaining. One got right. more than the other. But yeah, it's hard for them to, to realize that to, or get I, them to agree with it. Right. So we've heard absolutely nothing on the Matthews front in terms of a contract. If it's, you know, Fridge said that there's potential it's going to get done here, but we haven't heard any, like, friction or whatever. And now you hear that from Frank about Nylander coming out. If I'm a Leaf fan hearing that, it makes me somewhat happy because if Trilliving is full-court press on Nylander now... He must probably, have some cost certainty pro- on the other guy. Probably knows that, you know, Austin's signing. So that I will me, say that it's he, June 26th, and we haven't heard a peep from he, anyone on anything. He, I may, think he's he, signing. May, he may have to come clean with the Nylander camp to say this is what he's signing for. That's interesting. Right? Yeah, that, that makes sense. It makes me. it makes me feel like, a lot better if he's at if he's at 12. Maybe I'll take nine or nine and a half. I'm okay with being. He ain't at two 12. and a half. Yeah. Who no? Uh, Austin's not at 12. 13 yeah. and a half. But, but yeah, he's at, he's at 11, six now. Right. So is he getting a million and a half raise or $2 million raise? Uh, I, I hope it's the first one. <laughs> I, I hope it's a million and a half for our sake as a show who wants the Leafs so to have money to spend. If, is, is Willie yeah, asking for I, I $2 million, million raise? I think, I think it's a million and a half. And he says, okay, Austin's t- making 13.1, you know, which w- takes you to eight and a half, nine. If it's a lateral, uh, raise for and, both and, of them. You know, there's some fair cases to be made about contracts. I think Marchese was saying on their show they had mentioned like the Forsberg contract and comparables. Dated. dated. Oh no, 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 certainly dated. But yeah. at the time he signed it, the percentage of the cap, yeah, you know, would take Willie to at the same yeah. percentage of this cap, yada yada. But we are also talking guys that uh, we assume that the Leafs want signed anywhere between five million and eight million on yeah. a cap that we know is just on the cusp of going up. Can I tell you? If I'm signing the Willie deal, I don't want to do big term. I don't. I want him. I want his contract up. I want him to be thinking about his next contract. I don't think he's a guy who's going to do great if you give him eight years and it doesn't matter what he does between now and age 36. He's a guy I want to go shorter with. Interesting. Like a four or five year with him? Yeah, sure. I'd consider less. I'd consider three or four. So... That makes sense for Austin Matthews as well, does it not? 
Well, no, because my point about Willie is motivation. And I don't think Willie's a guy, or Austin's is likely to just sleep through seasons. I don't know. He's slept through the playoffs. <sighs> come on now Who with this. But come on. Matthews? We're not, I'm not going to retrofit his playoffs he's, 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 being bad all of a sudden. Uh, he, and it's not bad, but he, he just hasn't five, shown up. He scored five goals that? in the first in eleven games or something. Which yeah, is how many in elimination pace. games? I feel like he's played pretty well. In the how, how many in elimination games? Uh, one. No. He Try scored, again. Well, in three, in game six, he scored. So more. He scored in game six when they won, which is an elimination game, right? He scored the goal. To, I don't know. Yeah. One. Yeah, it was one one, and he scored the goal. I don't know. Okay. I thought he was pretty good in the playoffs. Okay, all right. Listen, he didn't sleep. Just through the not playoffs. dominating. Just not dominating. Definitely That's not. all. Definitely okay, not. definitely good. wasn't the same I'll give type you of good. Year. I'll give you good or very good, but highest paid in the league. Good? No, hundred percent not. Okay, no. All right. Anyways, all right. Let's move on. Uh, but he's going to be the highest paid guy. Yeah, he is. But the only question is, is by how much? Because a guy who won the Stanley Cup in Colorado only was allowed to go up a hundred thousand dollars of Connor mcdavid i gotta tell you something right now so tell me with a straight face how austin jumps up to two or three million i feel more comfortable with someone other than dubas negotiating the contract because he got beat pretty cleanly on all the other ones it's yeah all all you got is to to look at history and it didn't go well for him no you think uh you think brad tree living tree living is the guy that to play a little hardball with these guys See, I think he has a big advantage that you didn't have the first time and that these guys have been paid. They have seen the salary cap crush their team and what they've had to do. You know, they have no draft picks because everyone has to retain salary for them to get players. And they've seen the reputation, how it takes a hit when you're overpaid. I think Tree Living's coming into a much softer approach with those guys than Dubas would have been. Do you not think? Is that why Shane Doan's also there to do some talking... Yeah, talking uh, up the let's win together. Let's not worry about the money. Let's, let's have the the legacy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's why Don's here. Or if that would that wouldn't affect me one bit if I were Matthews. I'd be like, yeah, yeah I like that guy. Anyway, What's back to my contracts. Yeah. What's the point of having him? Well, he's an up and coming guy, isn't he? He's a hockey man. In that, he's a hockey. All man. right. Yeah, he likes hockey. He he's a hockey right. player. Played right. hockey. Couldn't win okay. a ton, but. Um, <laughs> Did you want to talk about Tenenbaum quickly before we get to a reef? Uh, just your thoughts about hearing about uh, the news that uh, uh, his shares may be moving real soon. It's a lot of cake, boys. Yeah. Or- I mean, the valuation of the Leafs is very high. Yeah. But I, I will say it is a sh- it's sad to see in any way the face of ownership minimized. He is such a universally liked guy. And he's such a present guy in the Raptors dressing room when they win, in the Leafs room when they lose. He's, yeah, I didn't get a sense this year of, of of Larry's presence for the Leafs. I didn't this year either. But I have seen him around. I was with the Marlies, and he used to come yeah. around. You know, we'd see him, yeah. and he was in our team pitcher. Like, he was a part of things. Yeah. I, I think it's still debatable on where exactly his shares are going because I, I keep hearing that Bell and Rogers have first right of refusal right. on his Twenty-five percent or less than I think, you know. I, I don't know what kind of clauses were in his agreement when he first came on board with Bell and Rogers, um, but I would think that it's still negotiable. Like for other, yeah, oh, for them to get may, in maybe there. if he holds on to some shares, I would I imagine think he will. I would imagine the deal's less about 
money and more about, um, you know, uh, voting shares. Because he, I think it was set up where he, you know, as a, as a minority owner, he probably had more voice than any other minority owner in well, the National sure Hockey would have, right? League. Be- Bell and Rogers both own 37.5%. Yeah. That's 75%. Yeah. I believe his he was 25%, right? Yeah. And I think of that 25, he's selling two-fifths, 40% of it or something, which oh. is 10%. Hmm. I could and, be mistaken and, on and that. And often but... would he have played out the, desi- the deciding vote on, on things if they were split between Rogers and Bell? I would guess. I, you know, I, I would have you would know more about that than I would. I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. speculating here. Yeah. I'm just uh, you know spitballing that because uh, it for, was supposed to be the Ontario Municipal Employee yeah. Pension, which I, I don't know. Would Bell and Rogers say no? We're going to take those shares. Does they? I don't know. They got the money for that. Who? For, for, well, I don't. Does Are Bell you have nuts? the money for that? But he checked under your seat. There's money. There's Rogers money <laughs> everywhere here. Because it sounds like it's a four hundred million dollar chunk, so it's two hundred aside or something. Yeah, I can probably make that work. Yeah, yeah I think they can. Pay you I a think little less, can. and they'll be fine. I don't know. <laughs> Not coming out of my share. Do you think people care <laughs> if it's just Bell and Rogers owning the team? I think. Without a face, can Rogers no. take hold and take with, all that chunk themselves? Okay. To me, all right. Let's go there. Hold on. Make hold it on, ours. Okay, go ahead. Okay, let's yep. go there. Do one of them decide? This is, we're going to run the show, I'll take, show here. I'll take the blue and white, and I will waive uh, restrictions on a second team in Ontario. Holy oh, smokes! The room exploded. Jeez. The studio is on fire. <laughs> what? Are you, are you just speculating? You've heard something? Like, what are you saying there? Answer yeah. the question. Ah, Don't worry about where, my, where, where, the where, where things Kipper, come from. Say it again to me. I said, I'm sure both of them would be very intrigued to hold on to the iconic Toronto Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. but in the event that they don't and they pass it on to their partner, mm-hmm. would you lift the right for me to have a second team in Southern Ontario? Wow. That is such an excellent question. I think it's the most underserved hockey market in the world. I think if you put a team in, I don't know, Markham, Vaughn, whatever, and you just pick a community, have any, fine. like, I think immediately that team is super popular. Like, there are people oh, if just... Teams, if people had the chance to root for a Toronto team that was in the Leafs, whew. And I, the, it would be so good for hockey here because everybody who was a Leaf fan in turn would immediately be shamed. It would be an oh, awesome yeah, rivalry. Oh, yeah, the NWO all over oh, the place. Oh, my God. I'd be yeah. making fun of the, tr- the, Mar- the Markham rivalry. Wax- the Markham Waxers <laughs> of the NHL. I'd be making fun of their fans all the time. That's my number one thing. The, the <laughs> Players Association are not involved with franchise fees, but they would be licking their chops on, say, coming to Toronto or Southern Ontario instead of going back to Mullet Arena. Like, that's hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, you're to... talking soonish. Well, listen, by the time you build an arena, you're talking three or four years, five years. Yeah. But okay, I'm talking yeah. sooner than later if the decision, the decision could be made as easily as a... Uh, I don't know, year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Hell of a lot more attractive than going back to Atlanta for the fourth what, time. What's a franchise fee worth here? Eesh. 
You know what I mean? If it's, you know, six years ago in Vegas, it's 650 or 500 in Seattle, it's 650. A Toronto franchise has got to be. That's a really good question. Is it one and a half? Two. Wouldn't you want to see where your price point is first? Remember when Vegas came in, remember when Vegas came in, they had deposits down on season tickets that I think got capped at 16,000 with a price point and people were lining up. Don't you have to get a feel for, for that first? I don't think you need a feel. No, I think the second you put the, the Vaughn, I don't know. What's Vipers? Devon Vipers. Sure. (laughs) I don't think you're going to have to get a feel. You're selling that baby out immediately. You still have yeah. the corporate boxes, the corporate stuff, obviously, within Toronto. That's immediately the n- no problem. The, the, the reason why green, it's never right? been seriously considered is because it does, doesn't come with the blessing of Gary Bettman and the Toronto Maple Leafs to entertain a second team in southern Ontario. But if the ownership group was to relinquish their... They're thirty-seven percent, or they're they're half their their stake for a chance to maybe have a second team in Southern Ontario. That changes everything. So you, you're saying one of those telecoms being like, you can buy this PR piece and just give us the chance to yes, have our own correct. second team. God, we'll split. And I then hope the least that, that then <laughs> then you 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 really, you know, at the end of the day, Gary has to listen to his ownership and if they have a chance to add two billion dollars <laughs> the in their gavel. pockets ding 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 who here would like uh, a bajillion dollars <laughs> all of you all right everyone say 32 I. I. <laughs> all right that's uh, enough on that no, right, me, enough me, fantasy we, island we let me give, time. i'm gonna call a reef here give me a sec all, all right. right Arif dean's gonna join us uh what did you think before we get to a reef what did you think of ryan johansson being picked up by colorado you know, I'm not a huge Johansson booster in the sense that I, he doesn't score. He's not physical. I think he can kind of go quiet at times. Is that another way for saying at times he's a dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> However, he's also a large, you know, whatever he is, six foot, whatever, centerman, right shot who scores 70 points or whatever his number is recently. Like he's, if you were on the open market, if Ryan Johansson were out there, he wouldn't cost $4 million, right? He'd cost six and a half or something. All right. Let's ask uh, Arif Dean, uh, Avalanche reporter for Mile High Sports and host of Hockey Mountain High. Arif, how are you? And thanks for joining us. I'm doing great, guys. I feel like you guys have been a little busy with the Toronto Maple Leafs the last couple of months, so nice to change it up a little bit. Well, you know what is nice to change up a little bit? Uh, discussion points and, and some things that we don't expect. And uh, would Ryan Johansson fall into that, uh, now a member of Colorado? One, like 100%. This is, this is such a Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland move in the sense where Myself and a couple of the other reporters, we joked over the last few weeks where we tried to pinpoint every possible scenario the Avalanche could go at 2C, and we galaxy-brained some crazy ideas, and nobody got to Ryan Johansson. Like, this is so off the board, the $4 million retention, getting him for seemingly nothing, Galchenyuk, they just needed to send a contract out because they were at the 50 contract limit, is is a very off-the-board move, but... The more you dig into it, the more it starts to make sense. Yeah, I mean, where? Do, how does this change the Avs? Do you like the addition? I understand it's clever from a salary cap perspective. Does it make them give them a better chance to win? 
I think it does, honestly. I mean, the, the, the guy that I kind of had my eye on is the same guy that the Avalanche were interested in before Toronto got ahead of the market at the deadline was Ryan O'Reilly. And when you look at someone like Ryan O'Reilly and then you look at someone like Ryan Johansson, obviously there's an injury. He's lost a couple of steps, but Ryan Johansson's, you know, his strengths aren't his speed and the Avalanche play a very high powered, high paced game, but he's super smart. He's got the high hockey IQ. He's got great hands and it's very similar to what you would have in Ryan O'Reilly. So I think when you combine the fact that he's going to be playing with high-end wingers in Colorado, I know Landeskog is out, but when you have guys like Lekkanen, Nichushkin, and Mikko Rantanen kind of available to you, uh, you don't have to be as strong of a centerman because the Avalanche have this unique combination of wingers where you know they have lines where the wingers can carry the line. So between his high hockey IQ the wingers at his disposal and the size that he's going to bring to that team. I honestly think it's going to be a great fit. Obviously the big wild card here is his health and recovering from the injury that he sustained. But other than that, I think the, you know, the ability for him to bounce back is very much a possibility in terms of his on ice production. We're talking to Arif Dean, avalanche reporter for mile high sports. Arif, when we talk about limited centermen, uh, available and maybe that's why a guy like Ryan O'Reilly can still command a pretty good price because there's just not that many out there. Uh, Ryan Johansson is certainly a, a decent pickup, but you know the, the comparison to Ryan O'Reilly is almost like opposites. One guy super serious about his craft at times. Ryan Johansson has been a guy that hasn't shown up, not maybe in the best condition at times, and has never really proven to be a bona fide $8 million center in the National Hockey League, and he's 30 years of age now. And I get that they're only paying half price for it, but is there time for him to prove anything still? Can Nathan McKinnon grab this by this guy by the collar and say, what have you been doing for 12 years, man? Look at the size of you. Look at the way you can shoot the puck and play. Why haven't you dominated? Is there time for that still with this guy? I, I absolutely think so. I mean, there's something about having obviously a winning culture and a core group that you rely on and you can trust that, you know, there were, you know, murmurs out there that the Avalanche might go for Pierre-Luc Dubois. And that's a player that's asked out of two cities now and, and, and he's 24 years old. And it feels a little uneasy at first. And then you remember he's going to enter that room with those core players. And obviously he is a little bit younger, but it's the same idea where, if you trust the core and you trust that you're bringing in a player that has talent, you trust that you can put it all together. And I think that's a big thing. Like look at the way that the Tampa Bay lightning have made or have built their roster the last few years. You had someone like Kevin Shattenkirk who got bought out of his contract and took a minimum contract or a very low paying deal with the, with the Tampa Bay lightning went on to cash out with the Anaheim Ducks. And it's funny because that's exactly what we're hearing now with Oliver Ekman Larson is, oh, that makes sense in Tampa. He'll go there for a year. He'll make a little bit of money and then he'll cash out again next year. So when you have a room like that and when you have a winning culture like the Lightning do, you can do things like that. And I think that's kind of what the Avalanche and Chris McFarlane and Joe Sackick are banking on. They're bringing in a guy who's 30 years old. Uh, is he young? No, but he's also the same age. He's going to be 31 when the season starts. That's the same age Nazem Kadri was when he had his breakout year with the Avs in 22. Not that Ryan Johansson is going to put up 87 points and, you know, score big goals in the playoffs by any means, but it's not by, you know, it's, it's by no means a 36, 37 year old that you're bringing in to play a depth role. It's someone that you know, has the skill, has the talent, 
obviously the attitude and, and, and that part of his game is a little bit different than Ryan O'Reilly's, like you said. But if you trust the guys you have in the room and you trust that this guy has the skill to do it, you put it all together and you're kind of banking on that. Last one for me, just, you know, what are the Avs prospects of getting back to being legit cup contenders this offseason? Just looking at their uh, lineup, some questions. I guess Nachushkin is fine and going to be back, it looks like. Um, you know, what are their odds, you think, going into next year? Is that right? Kim? Yeah, no, no, yeah. for sure. And just and then just to add to, to JB's question, the thought of Nachushkin coming back and and, you know, is it is it done and over with here? Is there a lingering effect of this guy coming back? So to, to talk about Nichushkin first, is it going to be a lingering uh, thing? Is it done and over? Is very much a question that I think the Avalanche are going to keep behind closed doors uh, because that's the way they've been doing it since the beginning. It's been very hard to get any information. If Nichushkin is there at training camp and if he's still a top six forward, which I suspect he will be because that's what you know we've heard at this point has been confirmed, uh, I would assume that between now and training camp, he has had meetings. He has had uh, stern talking from Joe Sackett, from Chris McFarland, from Jared Bednar, and from the leadership course. You know, Gabe Landeskog is not playing, but that's still a voice that people respect. Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, and Kale McCarr. You know, if someone like Andrew Cogliano comes back, that's been a very big voice in the room the last couple of years. I think that if anything is going to linger from it, they're going to put it to bed before training camp, and, and, and they're, just, they're not going to let that be an issue. Uh, in terms of what he has going on and what caused that very, very mysterious, you know, event that happened in Seattle. Um, I, I can't say if that's going to be something that's going to linger with him. Uh, but I think four or five months is going to be plenty of time, hopefully for him and for the team to kind of rally around this and, and, and find your way through it and not have it linger because that's the last thing this team needs. Like already not having Gabe Landeskog, already having dealt with losing Nazem Kadri. Uh, you need Val Nachushkin and you need him healthy. And that's not something you really had last season. He was playing hurt seemingly since the Stanley Cup final. So that's very much something you have to put to bed. So for that part of the question, I very much think that they're going to work through that between now and training camp. Eric, thanks so much for uh, shedding some light in uh, Colorado for us. Really appreciate it, pal. Absolutely, Nick. Thank you guys for having me okay. on again. Eric thanks, Dean, man. Reporter with the Colorado Avalanche. And just a note, uh, Nikushkin, mm. six more years at 6.125. But, like, Oof. are you worried about that? Yeah, for sure. To me. How could you not? That, the gong show, well, that that well, whole episode well, he had was like, a gong show. Does it not seem like it, he had, like, a, I don't know. I'm not weighing in on the thing. but it, This is the playoffs. But it seemed, okay. But it's just, like, one thing in his career. He had, like, a blow up here. Unless there's a consistent trend with him or a lifestyle or whatever. I don't know. I don't know either. I, I will say, the type of thing you're, he's rumored to have been involved in does not seem like something you stumble into once, which is partying, you know, during the playoffs. With, I, yes, I get I get the, the rolling the dice on Ryan Johansson to mm -hmm. get a guy that, that skilled, that with that much potential for $4 million yeah. is a, I guess a decent. Kerfoot made 3.5. Right? You know, Johansson but at four. Okay. Is Best he, backhand sauce in the league. Is he going to be like, um, like uh, Jack Eichel where the room's so strong with Kale McCarr and Nathan uh, McKinnon and 
Rantanen and Landis Cog when yeah. he's around the room. Is that going to overcome just this guy that's sometimes going, eh, maybe tomorrow I'll be better? I got to tell you, his reputation has really been outsized. He's not known for his defensive work, right? We know that. Yeah. So I assumed that he, over his career, had had some large offensive numbers. His highest output for points in a season is 64. That's his career best point output. He scored over 20 goals um, three times. He had 12 goals, 55 games, like 28 points. Last dash, year, 28 th- points. 13. Yeah. Big, wow. I mean, you know, all of a sudden it's like 4 million and yeah, I don't, boy, even 4 million seems. I could see that working out for them though. It's gonna, if he gets 50 points at 4 million, that's not easy to find. So, um, Kipper, I just, I gotta, before we go to break, I gotta go back to this two team thing. <laughs> How, like, I know you're talking about money, money and all this stuff, but how the hell does one decide we get the Leafs? Like, two competing things are like, you know, we are the team. We are the one who gets the most profitable team. That's us, pal. Everything's negotiable. I know, Kippy, but like. Everything's negotiable. Okay. And you have a chance to be in Southern Ontario and, and, uh, and control everything. You've, they're all, they're both. They, they can both put the you know, games to be on their on, network. I understand the legacy of the Leafs. The yeah. chance to make money may be greater with a new franchise for a while with all the excitement and buzz and all that. I bet you they're, they're immediately a top 10 to top 5 most valuable team. Yes. The question right? is, yes. if, if let's say Rodgers holds on to the Leafs, how badly do you want to own it yourself? That's the question. Enough to overpay me and allow me to do this within, I don't know, a hundred kilometers. Maybe it's the, 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 the Kitchener area. Maybe it's further down uh, 401 West. London. Right? Maybe. I, I mean, don't know. Oh my God. There's not a team I would hate more in the league than that London that team. That ain't happening. I'll tell you that right now. But there's Markham, there's Downsview, mm-hmm. there's Pickering, there's yep. Newmarket. Newmarket. Vaughn. Right? So, Vaughn's really close, though. I don't know. That's a subway right away. Yeah. Just. Well, what's the problem with close? I mean, uh, the but, the Knicks and Nets are yeah, you're doing right. okay. I, you know, I, like I, the, the Mets and Yanks. I have no doubt that the the situation with Larry Tannenbaum will open up these type of discussions in the future. So, you, you know, th- they're, they're monumental decisions here. So, Larry, you think, was kind of like the... The, guy, the, the traditionalist in terms of those things, like being like, no, there can't be another team here, that kind of thing. Like, you think there'd be other people more open to it? I, I don't I don't believe there's anybody under the MLSC umbrella that would want to share anything with anybody. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, Come on. a new pie of money. We, we, yeah. We've got the whole market. Why do I want to give it up? Right? Yep. Well, I'll tell you why. Three billion, four billion, <laughs> yeah. five yes. billion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. That was just a really interesting conversation that I wanted to circle back on. Okay. Can I expect more questions in about 10 minutes from you? No, we'll, we're good. Well, it just feels really insignificant now to be like, and what did you think of the Dursey deal? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I do think the Pierre-Luc Dubois conversation. Okay, what about Jordan Stahl signing four years? How old is he? 35. Five? The last year. 2.9 AAV, which is a fantastic number yeah. for a guy that plays 18 and a half minutes is their most important 200-foot player. But it's almost like the old back-diving deals where you didn't think they intended to play them out. His last year is 7.50. Oh, no, it's a three-year deal. Masked is a four-year deal. 100% it is. Yeah. And I that, love that contract for the I Canes. I did, too. 
It's a great, it, like, I mean, so I was like, I want to play three, three more years. Yeah. They're like, four it is, and we'll knock down the AAV. 2.9 is hard to complain right. about. Now you got to get Nylander to do what Stahl did and Matthews <laughs> oh, to do what Stahl did. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, you got where else do you want to go? Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Mm. Let's get a quick conversation there. Uh, I, for one, had been all over the Montreal uh, destination for this guy. Yeah. And he's still in a perfect world. Wouldn't mind going there at all. But it really makes no sense for Montreal to be aggressive on this, to get them. In terms of their timeline? Yes, 100%, JB. Their timeline doesn't doesn't lend towards giving this guy an eight-year deal no, it does. in the ballpark of eight, eight and a half million dollars. It I doesn't. It does, you know, because he's 24, and so the cap's going to go way up. You're buying his prime, and... I, you know, I think your young guys got to play with some players. I don't think you could be terrible. And then divisions. Oh, they're going to be terrible. Yo, know, they're going to be real bad. For how long? I don't know. If you start getting PLD and guys interested again, maybe not as long. Four. I, I don't think you. No, I don't think you. Four be years. That long. Well, may, right now, it looks like it. Unless you sign guys like PLD. I just feel like for for Dubois. He's been he's asked out of two places, as Arif mentioned, at 24 years old and. You know, Tortorella didn't... No, he, he was, he's not asked out of Winnipeg. Well, he's clearly stated... He's demanded. He's, he's demanded. Asked. He's yes. demanded. <laughs> yeah. But that's my choice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's his choice. They're all his choice. But Tortorella didn't that's used to point. yell at him on the bench because he was a great, motivated, night-to-night guy. I feel like if he goes to L.A., you could have another pouty baby stretch where he's not in Montreal. He wants to get to Montreal. So to me, it's like... Get to Montreal and do what you got to do to be there, PLD. If that's where you want to be, take less money. Or go to L.A. and win now and try to win now. Montreal seems more important to him. No, see, I question that. If that's more important to you to go be a, yes. a rock star and have everybody question kiss that. your butt and, and not have a chance to win, I'm questioning that. Yes. Same for me as Gaudreau going to Columbus. But he's not. He's not. He, he's picking well, L.A. Well, and this, this would certainly change that appearance, right? Yeah. That he, you know, and obviously Los Angeles is a place people like to live. Man, yeah. I think it'd be all right. Yeah. Like, they're a good team. They add him. Yeah. Like, that's a big addition for Well, I, I don't love L.A. as much as other people, but with Dubois, it really changes my perspective on them because Kopitar's getting older. Yeah. Doughty's getting older. Like, you bring in a guy I like him. Would, uh, I want them to pay him, too, because the, the that, other, you know what that means. The other issue is you have... Less money for Austin Matthews. Oh, right, 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 right. What do you say? I'd it like would to affect the likelihood of Matthews going there if they pay a lot of money to Dubois. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Thank you. Yeah, How is this about the Leafs? Them. We have found a yeah. way to make it about the Leafs because that's yeah. the fear. It's not Arizona for Matthews leaving. And maybe it's the Vaughn Vipers. Ooh, maybe yeah. he, which, oh, which <laughs> for me personally, the fact that they've gone down the road so f- close to uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. They don't think Matthews is coming. They don't think he's coming. The whole show, we've right? unintentionally been so, like the Matthews ain't I, leaving show. I, I do believe that that lends towards Matthews signing some type of deal in leaving. the next week. We should, we should break. All right, let's go to break. I'm not leaving. Yeah, we've had some good conversations for a measly Monday. Listen, we're good at what we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if we're good to throw it to break. Real Kipper and Bourne back after these words. Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Gotta love this time of year. Uh, Elliot Friedman just put out a text saying Taylor Hall will be going to Chicago. Huh? Yeah, that oh. one, uh, I had heard Taylor Hall's name last week. Uh, Why just they do unloading. They don't want Tavares? Clearly, Boston creating dollars and cents probably to keep Orlov. Keep Orlov or even add if in the event that Patrice Bergeron is not coming back and Krejci's not coming back. All of a yeah. sudden, you don't get that. Other name, Bertuzzi, too. Bertuzzi, they want back. Yeah. Big time. And he's a UFA, and he just made, what, four or five and a half or something? Yes. So he's going to need probably more. So slide the Taylor Hall money over to Bertuzzi, you would think. Yeah. What did Bertuzzi have? Last year was not great numbers-wise. year before, he was 62 points in 68 games, 30 goals to go with the pesty stuff. Like in Boston, they're going to love that. Mm-hmm. Net front guy who had 10 Ugh. points in playoffs in seven games, seven or five goals. We, wow. I, would Taylor Hall be excited about playing with uh, Bedard? No. Or, Jay, here, here's something. You, you're not going to get close to a Stanley Cup for another three or four years. So what happened there for Chicago? What, are they, what did they get back with? Like, do they want to get better? Are they trying to win games? Maybe? I would think at this point. You player, do not want to guys. tank anymore. You don't want to surround You've Bedard had, with okay. any negativity. This well, is about building and moving forward. So maybe Hall can come in and, and maybe mentor him a little bit. I, I mean, yeah. that's part of the equation, I think, if you're Chicago and Davidson. I was starting to say that about PLD and Montreal. Like, I am not a guy who thinks bottom out for years and then turn it around. It's so hard. You saw Buffalo, like, bottom out for years and then turn it up. And then, and then turn it up. Oh, it's really hard. It's really hard to get going the other way. And I support teams who try to win. Even Detroit signing seven UFAs last year and just starting to go the other way. Yeah. There's value in that to me in helping those guys try to win games. Fridge also sent out a text, I think, the other day about Aiden Hill and looking at a four. Did we do this already? 4.9? 4, 4. Yeah, we did. mentioned that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been hitting the head a few times over my career. Sorry <laughs> about that. That's no, all right. I think Borney has said this before, but with Taylor Hall in Chicago... You need hockey players on your yeah. hockey team. Yeah. And I think he's a – like, I'm sure that they'll have to be a pick or something. Like, they're going to be incentivized to take it. Six million bucks still. Right? Like, that's no, a lot. No, I think he makes four and a half. No, six uh, – no, uh, I, think, I think, yeah, he's coming off of a bit of a discount to go to Boston. Uh, no. JB's right. The cap it is $6 million. It is, eh? That's the yeah. AAV. Yeah. Oh, my four gosh. Four years, $24 million contract. He signed. Oh, uh, okay. In, I was wrong. in terms of money that's left, left? Uh, yeah, he's got 5.25 the last year. Okay, so, here's here's one I know we haven't discussed yet. Eric Carlson, he wants a yes. trade to a contender. What's he have left? Four years at 11? Double check for us. That changed tune, right? Like, it wasn't might there be. a while about would they approach him? Will See, they not this approach is doable. him? doable. But what's going to have 11, to happen? 11.5 five till 26, 27. Four more years. Okay. What is going to have to happen, and this could happen as early as this week, if San Jose just understands they got to take a big bite out of that salary. Three and a half brings you to eight million. Uh, keep going. Four and a half brings well, you to seven. Well, if Nashville did 50%, that's what I'm asking for. I'll take Whoa. him for five and a half, six. What's that, 5.75? Or you start asking for 50 nope. and you... 
you start taking it down to 45 and 40. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he could, you could move but him. I just think would, if you're would you San pay seven Jose, and a half? Would you pay seven and a half? Oh for him? man, Eric Carlson is seven and a half. Eight? Let's go. Let's go to eight. Do I, Do I have eight? Eight and a half. Ah, uh, yeah. You got eight. I pay for eight. Nine. No. Nope. <laughs> eight five. Sure, let's talk. <laughs> Eight two five less All final right. offer. All right, eight two five. Years. You can do that, uh, and I will give you a player for eight two five. He just had a hundred and one points. See, that's uh, yeah. I know. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I don't know. We don't have much time, but maybe we can get into it. Uh, so, are we are we oh, talking Leafs here? Is that what we're doing? I don't know where you want to go with the Leafs. Carlson, Eric Carlson. Here's why I want to talk about that. The Leafs, everyone's going. They need scoring. They need scoring. I'm sitting here going. They need. Demon, like they don't. Again, we don't think Giordano or Hall are going to be there. It right now, it's Riley Brody. Yeah, I don't think you can go. Lilligren, McCabe, and Timmins. You can go close to nine million dollars for Eric Carlson on the Leafs. I don't think there's. Can you can you send him Willie and have him send back someone else is good? Uh, that's a yeah. Yeah, there's there's possibilities there for sure. Can you find that is a block? But I don't want a guy who's had surgeries and could. Blow a wheel at any Carlson. time. Yeah. Yeah. Before playing 82 games last year, he was 53, 56, 52, 50. Oh. And then 82. Oh, that's tough. Listen. That's tough. Still finding a bonafide shutdown guy. And I appreciate McCabe. Didn't end up being Muzzin. He's making doesn't, two mil a season. They love him at two. Doesn't, doesn't appear to be uh, a legit top four guy. No. Right? No. Great at four, five, and six. Don't mind him in, in the regular. Yeah, is, is Carlson what you need now to more offense and more go to? Can't score. I he, know he can score. Yeah, he scores. I know. All right. All right. GP1, just like baby. that, our hour's up. Eric Dean, thank you very much for joining us for Mile High Sports, talking Ryan Johansson. We are back tomorrow, and we are back the rest of the week. Make sure you join us. Make sure you get a give us a rating and review. If you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Appreciate you always being on the Real Kipper and Board Show with us. Have a great night, everybody.